return of the Mac, but for how long? And also, what are my thoughts on Damon Severson and how should we handle him going forward? We have a lot to talk about in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody. Your Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. scores! Oh, Steven stepped up, nailed him. Rodora's got the puck. What a shot. The Devils win the Stanley Cup. All righty now. What is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Chalky, play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. So it's a big game for the New Jersey Devils as they're going to be taking on the Carolina Hurricanes. One team is on a win streak. The other is on a losing streak, and they're both tied for first in the Metropolitan Division. So this is a pretty much a must-win game for the New Jersey Devils if they want to maintain their lead in the Metropolitan Division. And this could be a good wake-up call for them. So I think you could guess who's on the win streak and who's on the losing streak. But we're going to talk about the big news from yesterday, which is Mackenzie Blackwood was brought back up to the New Jersey Devils organization and Akira Schmidt was sent back down to Utica. So as you guys might recall, Mackenzie Blackwood, he suffered a sprained MCL. So he was out for a significant amount of time. And thus we had to bring Akira Schmidt up from Utica. The expectations for Akira Schmidt weren't really that high. I had my respective concerns and Vitek Vancek was thrusted into the starting role and, and he performed really well. So that starting role is still Vitek Vancek's, but the concern was like, how's the goalie situation going to be behind Vitek Vancek with Mackenzie Blackwood out for an extended period of time due to that MCL sprain and Akira Schmidt, he stepped up big time for the New Jersey Devils and he exceeded expectations in my eyes. And uh, quite honestly, it was a legitimate debate as to whether or not if it was appropriate to send him back down to Utica. And unfortunately, Lindy Ruff did make the announcement during the Devils practice saying that Mackenzie Blackwood was going to travel with the team and Akira Schmidt was officially going to be sent back down to Utica later on in the day. So it's like I said a couple episodes ago, this is where politics just come into play because Akira Schmidt could have gone 10-0 and and had a goals against average of one and a save percentage of close to 1,000. But unfortunately, he still would have been the odd man out because now it would have been extremely hard to send him back down to Utica. But the fact of the matter is this. Mackenzie Blackwood, you can't keep his type of contract playing in the AHL. If you wanted him to continue playing in the AHL, that's fine. But he would have had to clear waivers. And we know the hassle that can be. Whereas for Akira Schmidt, he's still in the middle of his entry-level contract. So sending him back down, there's no repercussion whatsoever. And quite honestly, I don't think Mackenzie Blackwood has long with the Devils organization. And I'll talk about that momentarily. So a couple episodes ago, I did uh, an episode revolving around Mackenzie Blackwood and his poor first outing back when he was playing for the Utica Commons. So in his first game uh, of rehab assignment, didn't go well at all. He got sunburned out there. So for any of my uh, casual hockey fans, when the term sunburn means that a goalie basically gives up a lot of goals. And obviously there's the phrase like the lamp. So when the lamp gets lit, you kind of get uh, burned a little bit out there. So like if you stay on the sun too long, but digressing a little bit, that that's just a funny term that I wanted to uh, share with you guys. But Mackenzie Blackwood, his first game back in rehab didn't go as planned. And it did raise the debate as to whether or not should we bring him back up to the NHL in the first place? And I said, look, it doesn't matter what happens to Mackenzie Blackwood because they're, the Devils are going to have to 
uh, bring them back whether they want to or not. But um, I, I did say that maybe Mackenzie Blackwood, he doesn't have much longer with the Devils organization. And quite honestly, I'd be open to trading him away, especially with the rise of Akira Schmidt. Now, some of you did respond and say, Trey, why are you overreacting? Don't you think uh, you're overstepping it a little bit when it comes to Mackenzie Blackwood? And look, the game did play a factor, but it wasn't the only factor. So I'm going to go into more detail as to why I feel as though it's best for Mackenzie Blackwood to be dealt away because quite honestly, his numbers are still respectable, but I still have a lot of question marks for Mackenzie Blackwood. And I've been riding high on Mackenzie Blackwood just because I said going into the season, he was still the starting goalie. I said that Vitek Vanacek would have to earn that starting spot if he did want to take it away from him. Unfortunately, Vitek Vanacek got it by default. So that game did play a factor, but there are other factors that provide better context as to why I feel as though Mackenzie Blackwood should be dealt away. Because like I said moments ago, I don't think anybody anticipated for Akira Schmidt to be that good. So we're going to look at Mackenzie Blackwood and his overall health, his performance. And once again, I'll talk about Akira Schmidt and determine whether or not if he's ready to be the full-fledged backup for the New Jersey Devils. So the first for Mackenzie Blackwood is obviously his health, recovering from the MCL spring, but it, it goes back to just like these past couple years for Mackenzie Blackwood. And quite honestly, the New Jersey Devils haven't held their end of the bargain either, but, but even then, Mackenzie Blackwood hasn't been performing his best, which is something we're going to talk about momentarily, but it seems like it's the same cycle for Mackenzie Blackwood, which is, we have high hopes going into the season. He unfortunately gets hurt. He's ex out for an extended period of time. And before the injury or after the injury, he plays somewhere from anywhere from decent to mediocre to dreadful. And it's just like it's the same cycle over and over again. So I do have concerns about Mackenzie Blackwood's long-term health because it seems like he's going in the same trajectory as Corey Schneider, which it was pretty ironic that both of them were going head-to-head -head in an AHL matchup just a couple nights ago. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny, but uh, digressing a little bit. But it, 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 you get the point, which is it's like it's the same treatment that, the, that Corey Schneider has been given, and look where his career ha has been going, and look where Mackenzie Blackwood is heading. So it's just like the health kind of concerns me for Mackenzie Blackwood. And now when talking about performance for Mackenzie Blackwood – he has had some solid production uh, prior to the injury. So in seven games played, he has a record of four and two. He has a goals against average of 2.79 and a save percentage of 880. Worth mentioning, I believe second or third week into the season, Mackenzie Blackwood was named one of the top three stars amongst the NHL. But the, the fact of the matter is simply this. Mackenzie Blackwood, his performance is anywhere, like I just said, from good to mediocre and 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 sometimes it's dreadful. So it just seems like uh, he starts off good, but then it just starts to dip as the season progresses. So that's where I have my concern from a performance wise, because we saw from Akira Schmidt, we saw from Vitek Vanacek, both of them stepping up big in the clutch and keeping the New Jersey Devils alive in most contests, because there have been certain circumstances where Akira Schmidt and Vitek Vanacek have won games for the New Jersey Devils. And there's been certain circumstances where even if the Devils come out on the losing end, Akira Schmidt and Vitek Vanacek are still keeping the New Jersey Devils in the game. And I haven't really seen that from Mackenzie Blackwood in recent memory. So that's my overall concern for Mackenzie Blackwood, which is his performance is respectable, but it's nothing spectacular. And as he gets older, how much uh, further can you push Mackenzie Blackwood realistically? So 
from a performance wise, I just think that he's on the downward uh, hill spiral. And it's just like, I think he's on the other side of his better days. I haven't lost hope on Mackenzie Blackwood, but it, it, we've been having this debate for the last year or so. Should Mackenzie Blackwood actually realistically be the star for New Jersey Devils? And quite honestly, with how VTech Vancheck has been performing, Mackenzie Blackwood has already lost his starting role. So it's just like, um, yeah, how much further can you push him? And it's just like, what can you get for Mackenzie Blackwood realistically at the trade market? And then it co goes to my third and final point, which is young proven talent in Akira Schmidt. And then you kind of got to give credit to Nico Dawes. I know this year has been a sort of a struggle for him in the AHL, but last year he performed phenomenally because he had a goals against average of 2.54. He had a save percentage of 916. So this might be somewhat of an off year for Nico Dawes and Quite honestly, guys, last year, Nico Dawes was arguably the best goalie for the New Jersey Devils because while his stats were nothing spectacular, they were respectable, especially given the circumstance that he was thrusted into. So once again, that's something you need to factor in for Mackenzie Blackwood. So when people say, am I overreacting to Mackenzie Blackwood's bad game in Utica? Look, I knew he was going to rebound because it's been a while since he's uh, played in a hockey game. I didn't anticipate for it to be that bad. But at the same time, it's just like I gave him the benefit of the doubt, wasn't trying to let him off the hook or anything. But at the same time, it's just like that that just plays another factor, which is, is McKenzie, how is this going to translate into the NHL? That's where I have my overall concern. So I, I knew that Akira Schmidt was going to be sent back down to Utica just because of the politics of, uh, of the sports business and how the contract situations work for both Blackwood and Schmidt. But I think Schmidt, uh, quite honestly, will be back in the Devils uniform and no, I don't think he'll be replacing an injured player. I think the New Jersey Devils are going to move on from Mackenzie Blackwood because Vitek Vancheck has performed above expectations. Akira Schmidt, the same way. Now we're waiting for Mackenzie Blackwood to do the same because unfortunately, it seems like the ceiling for Mackenzie Blackwood at this point of his career is meeting expectations and not exceeding them. So it, the, these next few games are going to be a true test for Mackenzie Blackwood if he's given the nod to start in the next few games or so, which I anticipate he will be. I don't think he'll uh, play in the first three games that he is eligible to play in because I think they're going to try to ease him back into it. There's no reason to thrust him into the role uh, uh, right away, especially with how Vitek Vancheck is because Vancheck is healthy and there's no concerns and goaltending hasn't been the issue during the course of this losing streak. So that's something you need to take into consideration, which is how is Mackenzie Blackwood going to perform these next few games? So quite honestly, if he has a nightmare in the, of a game in between the pipes in like back-to-back -back outings, then I think Tom Fitzgerald is going to get on the phone and try to get rid of Mackenzie Blackwood because, quite honestly, guys, I don't feel comfortable re-signing Mackenzie Blackwood to another three-year extension because he's going to become a restricted free agent at the conclusion of the season. So maybe it's just best to get rid of him while his value is still somewhat decent. And this actually leads into my next talking point involving Damon Severson just because Damon Severson is kind of in the same boat because they should they should have traded Severson last year when his stock was somewhat respectable because Damon Severson has taken a few steps backwards this year, and I think he's on borrowed time, and I think it's time to move on from him, and we're going to talk about that momentarily. But before we continue, I want to get you guys hyped to a product that I use literally every day, and it's called Athletic Green. So what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help start your day right. 
This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all those things. So I take AG1 because I wanted to be happier. I wanted to be healthier. My body is a temple, so I got to start treating it as such. So it's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, while still tasting good, supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing that's the best about Athletic Greens is that it uses best of the best products based on the latest science and constant product iterations and third-party testing. So right now, it's time for you to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look after your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens is also a full-time sponsor in NASCAR. They are a part of Calling Racing, so you can catch them on the track next year as the cars roll out on Daytona. Okay, so let's talk about Damon Severson. So in the more recent game against the Florida Panthers, the game in which the New Jersey Devils lost and the the game in which Nico Heischer also had a big target on his back and nobody stepped up, which is, by the way, we'll talk about in a future episode because it goes back to a talking point that I discussed saying that the Devils need to find an enforcer or somewhere of that kind of essence just because there's going to be people who are targeting Nico Heischer, Jack Hughes, Jesper Brown, whatever the case might be, but that's a topic for another time. Let's talk about Damon Severson. So like I just said, he was a scratch in the previous game against the Florida Panthers. And what happened? Well, according to Alex Chavansi, uh rough night for Siegenthaler Hamilton once again. I'd maybe consider putting Graves back with Dougie and putting Siegenthaler with Marino. Also, maybe Smith's worst game of the season. Play Severson and Alex Chavansi tweeted this out at the conclusion of the game. And he also followed up by saying, to be clear, I mean, Severson, because it's clear Smith struggled without him, not bench Smith. So it was pretty much to be expected that Damon Severson was going to be a healthy scratch in that game against the Florida Panthers, because you guys heard in the previous episode, Lindy Ruff was beyond furious with the overall decision-making of Damon Severson that resulted in the Flyers turning the puck over and then Konecki getting the game-winning goal on the two-on-one odd man rush in favor of the Philadelphia Flyers. And thus that extended the Devils' losing streak. And it, it raises the question, like, what could have happened had Damon Severson just made the right play? Because even though Carter Hart was on fire, maybe the game could have gone to OT and maybe the Devils could have walked away with a point or something. Because when you're in the midst of a losing streak, a point is better than no points. And unfortunately, that game, the Devils walked away with no points. I talked to Damon Severson post-game in the locker room. He wasn't too talkative about the situation. He was very vague in his response. And because he knew he messed up, and that was to be expected. But what I'm the point I'm just trying to make is that Damon Severson, he had another big blunder. He is prone to making boneheaded decisions. And, and a lot of people wonder, like, why is he still in the starting lineup? Well, for one, he's one of the leaders on the team. And uh, Alex Vonsi, you literally just uh, heard the tweet that he uh, sent out at the conclusion of the game, which is like Smith had his worst game of the year. And it's also worth mentioning that Smith was a healthy scratch a couple games ago against the Dallas Stars. And when I asked Lindy Ruff about that, he said the overall mindset for benching Smith that game against the Dallas Stars was just to try to match the Dallas Stars' overall speed 
and Smith is not really in that same realm when it comes to speed. So they decided to give Kevin Ball the nod at starter. Now, uh, here's an interesting combination that I think was presented to me by my buddy Jersey Joe, which is why don't you try to pair Kevin Ball with Nikita Ohotuk? Because it's very evident that for Smith, he's a tough guy. He, we cannot deny that. And he's one of the leaders of the team. So I respect what Brendan Smith does, even though it might not show up in the score sheet. So I think the overall thing for Brendan Smith is that I think the reason why he's in the lineup is just his overall toughness, because we know that Brendan Smith, uh, if someone was to most likely fight on the Devils roster, it would probably be Brendan Smith in that case. So I have the utmost respect for Brendan Smith in that aspect. But if you need a tough guy, why not give Nikita Ohotuk a chance? I know he's right now playing in Utica. Bring him up from Utica. And see how that defensive pairing could go when you have Kevin Ball and Nikita Ohotuk on that defensive pairing. Because for Nikita Ohotuk, he's a tough guy. We know Nikita Ohotuk is a guy who is not afraid to take any prisoners. In fact, it wasn't Nikita Ohotuk or was it Mason Gearson who fought Tom Fitzgerald's son in the AHL? Well, either way, you know that Nikita Ohotuk is a type of guy who's not afraid to ruffle some feathers. He's not afraid to get into some fights. So there's your toughness right there. And you get a younger player who could potentially match up with some of the speed of some other NHL teams like the Dallas Stars, or maybe a, a team that's not as good as Dallas Stars, maybe the Ottawa Senators, or a team that has best of the best players in the world in the Edmonton Oilers, because those are two prime examples in which I said the Devils, they had their work cut out for them because the Ottawa Senators and also the Edmonton Oilers, they knew how to run and gun. They knew how to keep up. And uh, luckily, the Devils were able to come out with the win. But it goes to show you that even some teams that the Devils beat, they know how to compete with the Devils in overall speed and agility and things of that nature. So bring up a Nikita Hotuk, young guy, tough guy. And then for Kevin Ball, it's just like, you know, he for him, it's just like he's in the midst of some political decisions, like I said early on in the episode, which is like for Kevin Ball, like it, I, I don't know if it's just me, but when I see Kevin Ball out there, he's actually doing pretty well. Like he had a good game against the Dallas Stars. Unfortunately, uh, he was a, a scratch in the very next game because they put Smith back into the lineup and then he's paired along with Severson. So it's just like Kevin Ball, it just seems like no matter what he does right, he can never just get himself into the starting lineup consistently. And one of the things going into the season was like, how do we get Kevin Ball into the mix just a little more often? So that's what I want to see uh, Lindy Ruff or Tom Fitzgerald do, which is just like give Nikita Ohotuk a chance, maybe send back uh, Alex Holtz to Utica, bring up Nikita Ohotuk in January or something like that, and see how that defensive pairing can go. Because I think that will be somewhat intriguing, and I think that can work because – like Alex Shavansi said, Smith struggled without Severson, but unfortunately Severson is too much of a bonehead out there and he makes the wrong plays. And then for Smith, I respect him as a leader. And yes, he brings toughness, but I think his toughness can be matched by someone else, which is Nikita Ohotuk. So once again, Jersey Joe brought that up and I think that would be an interesting thing to see, which is you see Nikita Ohotuk, you see uh, Kevin Ball out there and maybe, maybe you are able to just replace Severson and replace Smith with two players who can uh, possibly have better outings than both of them because Smith, his impact doesn't really show up on the score sheet all that, all that often. And then for Severson, I've already touched on like the struggles that he's had this year. Now, 
what's going to happen to Damon Severson? Because I literally just highlighted the bad. I agreed with the overall decision that Lindy Ruff made, which is maybe scratching him in the game against the Florida Panthers was the best uh, idea at the time. But unfortunately, Brendan Smith did struggle. I think it's time to move on from Damon Severson. And quite honestly, they should have traded Damon Severson uh, last year when his stock was still somewhat respectable because this year for Damon Severson, he has taken a couple steps backwards because in 30 game appearances, he has two goals, forces for a grand total of six points and his plus minus zero. So in terms of defensemen in the plus minus category, Damon Severson ranks last. So his defense, his defensive impact is sometimes not even felt. And it's just like, he's supposed to be that offensive weapon on the defensive side of things. He's not even providing that. So uh, forget wildly inconsistent. Sometimes he's not even there. And when we do know he's out there, sometimes it's for the wrong reasons. Like he's making turnovers that result in two-on-one opportunities, or he's just making the wrong pass, or he's not asserting himself in the devil's offensive end. So Damon Severson has said himself that he is an offensive weapon out there when uh, we're talking about defensemen for New Jersey Devils. And I do agree with them, but unfortunately it's not showing up in the score sheet and his defense certainly hasn't been all that good. So it's just like, I think it's time to move on from Damon Severson because we have a lot of young guys in the pipeline. So I just talked about Nikita Holtuk. I, you know, we got Luke Hughes, we got Shimon Nemetz, we got Shakir Mukamadoulin, we have Riley Walsh. We have a lot of young defensemen in that pipeline for New Jersey Devils. So I think it's best to move on from Damon Severson. Now, what are we going to get for Damon Severson? Well, unfortunately, uh, we're not going to get a big-name player. So I saw an article on Pucks and Pitchforks that involved a few trade packages for Damon Severson. We'll talk about them in a future episode. But quite honestly, it's just like, as a general manager for an opposing team, you cannot convince me that Damon Severson has a lot of upside, especially since he's going to become a restricted free agent at the conclusion of this year. So it's just like, like what am I going to get out of Damon Severson in this short amount of time? And quite honestly, would I want him long-term? Because Damon Severson, his overall production and his overall numbers have been going downhill. It's, it's the same thing I've been talking about Mackenzie Blackwood. Like it just seems like instead of uh, progressing forward, they're taking steps backwards and they're starting and the devil's organization is starting to realize that unfortunately it's a little too late because it's like, we should have traded Damon Severson last year when his stock was still somewhat respectable. And now this year, it's just like, I think we'd be lucky to get a draft pick out of Damon Severson. So what can we expect? We, I would not anticipate a big name player. Quite honestly, I wouldn't even expect a, uh, a bottom six kind of player who can provide some sort of spark for the devils, because quite honestly, teams are going to take note of that saying like Nathan Bastion is out. So that's where the devils are struggling. That's their Achilles heel. So why would I help you? Why would I get you out of jail free card with Damon Severson and give you a solid player that can uh, sort of somewhat replace Bastion's impact? Because teams will take note of that. So it's just like um, for Damon Severson, I would expect a draft pick. I don't think they're going. I don't think the Devils are going to get a big name player for him. And quite honestly, I don't think we're. And for a prospect too, it's just like. The Devils have a lot of good prospects, a lot of good prospects that aren't going to get their chance to play at the NHL level just because of how good the season has been for Devils so far. So for Damon Severson, it's just like uh, I I do think he's going to be dealt away, but I don't think it's going to be a, a high return package for Devils. 
So I want people to anticipate that, which is this might just be a strategic move by Tom Fitzgerald to get rid of uh, Damon Severson so that way some of the younger guys can be given a chance so that way Kevin Ball can be given a bigger chance, maybe Nikita Ohotuk or some other Devils prospects. And particularly, I think they're going to try to clear out a roster space for either Luke Hughes or uh, Shimon Nemetz come next year because I think both those players might be NHL ready when uh, the season rolls out next year. But that's down the line. So it it just doesn't make sense for Devils to trade away Damian Severson and then get a a big-name defenseman in return, something like that. And quite honestly, I don't anticipate for them getting a big-name forward either. I just don't think teams are going to be willing to – uh, deal with Damon Severson for that uh, kind of an asking price from the Devils. So in my honest opinion, I think Damon Severson will be dealt away, but the return package isn't going to be all that great for the Devils because quite honestly, Damon Severson and his numbers and his production and his track history, I don't think it's going to warrant any teams to give the Devils a high return package, but that's just me. So let me know what you guys think. Do you think we could get something for Damon Severson? Because quite honestly, the only way possible that I see the Devils getting a big name player for Damon Severson is if he's included in a package, which includes like a draft pick or a high level prospect or a decent player on the roster. So it has to be that sort of uh, trade package if we want to get a decent player. So let me know what you guys think in the comment section. If you're watching on YouTube and if you're listening on a podcast streaming service, hit me up on my personal career page at Trey Matt four or the show's career page at Locked On Devils. And as for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again. And I can't thank you guys enough. Once again, thank you for getting me to 1,000 subscribers. And let's try to win tonight. Let's snap this lengthy losing streak. And let's get back to our winning ways and remain first in the Metropolitan Division. I'll catch you guys in the next episode.